all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Hey, are you looking for a show with no spin, with no jazz, without all the noise? Well, welcome. This is Joseph Brownlee, your host of Body of Christ Real Talk. If you're looking for that type of show and that type of action and some straight out real talk, real news, real Bible conversation, you have made it to the right podcast. Body of Christ Real Talk is for you. Love you all. Peace out. Stay tuned for Body of Christ Real Talk. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Hello, welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you, thank you for that applause. I appreciate that. Thank you. Welcome, everybody. Hello, this is Joseph Brownlee, your host of Body of Christ Real Talk. Body of Christ Real Talk. Welcome to the show. Now, I just broke down. You know what the show is about. You heard my introduction at the beginning of the show. So, for the newbies, that's for you. So, if you have some type of comprehension or some type of understanding of what my show is about. So, to all my regular listeners and to my newbies and my international listeners from Spain, hey, from the United Kingdom, hey. And from India, hey, 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 welcome to Body of Christ Real Talk. Okay, I'm going to talk about something that is the main reason, and I mean this sincerely, why I do this show, and then I'm going to talk about my other podcast, but the main reason it's two different reasons why I do both of my podcasts. I have two podcasts for the ones that don't know. One is uh, this one right here called The Body of Christ to Real Talk. What I get when I talk about a lot of worldly events, a lot of local events, a lot of lifestyles and different uh, situations that we have struggles with mentally, financially and different things like that. So I get into a lot of uh, worldly events. You know, not praising it, but I just get into worldly events and like uh, even I can call them news segments. I'm like an informationist. So I uh, or a person that you can call me an awareness person for the ones that just tuned into my show. I talk about different topics and different subjects and stuff like that, you know, about worldly news, worldly views, it might be politics, it might be entertainment, it might be uh your life it might be a lifestyle, it might be social media, it might be but the thing the difference with my podcast, I try to look at everything through a lens of a believer, the lens of uh the body of Christ, you know. I don't use Christian as much because Christian is used so 
loosely. And, that, and I'm gonna tell you why I say it like that. And that's what that's what's going. I'm gonna get off my chest today, you know. And I don't use when people ask me say you a Christian. I do it out of respect. Yes, I'm a, I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. I'm part of the body of Christ. Now I don't I don't go through all that with others and everything like that. But I just respect it. I say yes, I'm a Christian. I'm a believer. You know, and then you cannot stop right there because people want to know believer what you know, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Then boom, they open the door for me to just go ahead and tell them that. So when I say I'm a believer, and if they ask that believer what. Then that's when they open the door. That that opens the door for me to explain what I mean and what I believe and what is my faith. So I use a believer more than a Christian. See, that way I can, they, when they ask me, what do you mean by a believer? If they ask, most people believe, you know, understand that because most uh, so-called Christians or Christians say that they are a believer. But you don't hear that as much as saying that you are a Christian, if you follow what I'm saying. Okay, let me brighten this up a little bit. If you follow what I'm saying. So I usually, I have changed that a few years ago because I, I used to wear that Christian out too and everything like that. And I gave you a breakdown on a previous part-time, I mean podcast part-time, previous pod, uh, podcast, what that, uh, what's the history of the name Christian? When did the Christian name first was mentioned? And I told you it was, I think it was Acts 11 in the book of Antioch under the Apostle Paul. It was like a derogatory name, a bad name. That's why it was called, it was never for nothing good. It was almost like they're calling you a bad name or just saying something like a Christ, a Christ follower. Because before that, they was called the Church of the Way. You know, the way of the kingdom and stuff like that. The, the followers of Jesus believe Jesus is the Messiah. And they was called that and everything. So, or believers of Christ. You know, in the four gospels, they was known as believers. Or in apostles was known. Peter and all, they was known as disciples of Christ. So, the Christian, the term Christian came later. You know, during Paul's ministry, you know. During Paul's ministry, they was called Christians then. That name was, wasn't was always around in the Bible. It was only mentioned, it only mentioned a few times in the Bible through that. So, so I wanted to get that out there, okay? So I, when I say I'm a believer, that leaves the door open for me to explain more what I believe in. And it might lead to somebody getting saved or, you know, a chance to open the door and tell people more about Christ, okay? That's why I use believer more than Christian today. Okay. Uh, all right. The heart of body of Christ Real talk. It's not the the main focus is really not telling you about worldly events. That's just awareness of what's going on around the world that you may not heard of or you may not even hear about. But the root and the reason I do body of Christ real talk is straight out for salvation, not it for people to get saved. Now that might sound generic, and you might hear a lot of uh, people that's on YouTube or television or ministry say that, and they sincere. I believe a lot of them are sincere, but I cannot speak for them. I can speak for me because God knows my heart. He knows why I really do things, so I can't be making up nothing and throwing nothing out there because the flesh can't get in the way, you know. That's just real. Your flesh can't get in the way, you know. 
maybe too much sometimes when we when we do you know radio or youtube or whatever like that and we got to watch that but the real meat of my show is for the lost people to be saved so i use this show i just start off that way but i'm not gonna get into that now but so i use this show in the sense that it will re that the world and the unsaved can relate to the word of God or to the Bible or to God or Jesus in a way that's connected to worldly events of what's going on. I want them to know who this God of the universe is. He knows all these things that you might not think you know about what's going on around the world. So I hit different topics. I hit different subjects. And like I often reiterate or try to explain, I try to bring it to a, in a biblical perspective or look at it in the lens as a Christian or believer. Okay, so that's that's the real deal. So that's why I introduce my introductions like that. Sometimes I might have my fiance with her introduction or have a little peewee with the laughter. But that introduction you heard before I opened up is what this podcast is all about. So that's what this podcast is all about. It's not a Bible teaching or a Bible study podcast. You know, it's a world event podcast that's looked at through the lenses of a Christian or believer. Basically, that's what this show is all about. And the number one thing is and looking at world events in a big scope in a Christian view will bring more people to understand God, to know, to try to get them to understand Jesus and what he done. That's basically what this podcast is all about. Now, the difference between this show, this podcast, this platform, and Connecting the Dots. Connecting the Dots is straight out Bible study. I don't get into any worldly events, you know, especially now. I might have, because that's the only podcast I has early, I might have talked about a few worldly events starting out. That's, be, that's before I uh, opened up Body of Christ Real Talk. But this, the Connecting the Dots is strictly now Bible Study where you learn how to study the Bible and learn the Bible rightly divided. That's why you're going to keep hearing me saying that. And I want you to write comments and ask, why do I say that? Because there's Bible study and then there's Bible study rightly divided. And many people don't never really heard that term and broke down in the correct way how to rightly divide God's word. Okay. So, connecting the dots is strictly Bible study. I do not get into world events and nothing like that unless, not worldly events, I get into mostly biblical and history events myself and my video audio guests that I have on there. That's what we do. We teach the Bible. Precept by precept, verse by verse, the best way that we can, rightly divided. Okay. That's, that's what Connecting the Dots is all about. So you're not going to get the same kind of information on Connecting the Dots like you get on Bible, a Body of Christ Real Talk and vice versa. You're not going to get a Bible study here. 
you will get Bible reading, you will get everything in a Bible perspective, but I not I try not to get too deep and too Bible studied work because right here it's like a it's like a format to get people to know Jesus first to get them saved. And then I will send them over to connecting the dots to get deeper and learn the knowledge of the truth. Because remember, first Timothy Two and four is for all men and women to be saved and then come into the knowledge of the truth. So I try to get them saved here. And then I was sent them to connecting the dots. You see what I'm saying? And the other platforms that I was sending them to. If they're not, they don't like connecting the dots. I have other outlets that I can send them to. I just want them to grow in God because it's not about me. That's why I have different speakers and stuff on the uh, connecting the dots. It's not, it's not all about me. You know, I give up my platform to anybody that's teaching the word of God rightly divided. You ain't got to be perfect, but as long as you're trying to teach the word of God rightly divided, as long as you understand the differences between the kingdom of heaven program, Jews, and the body of Christ, as long as you understand or trying to understand that there are two programs, then those are the teachers I'm going to have on my show. See? I was brought up in a lot of hooping and hollering. I was brought up in a lot of uh, uh, sound doctrine Bible teaching. But even with the good Bible teachers on some of my favorite Bible teachers, they still, with all their outstanding teaching, you wind, I wind up only learning that majority of the Bible was for me. Even through good teaching, the knowledge that I learned from past teachers and everything. I ain't got to throw their names out there. I'm not going to do that. Past teachers and preachers and pastors, even my own pastors that I listened to, even when I got out of denominationalism and stuff like that and was searching for some real truth, what's really going on, you know, even some of the great past teachers, it always usually or often always came to the term. Now, some of them rightly divided pretty well. But you wind up, I wind up only learning that majority of the Bible still was for me and I complied the majority of the Bible to me. Even through all their teaching, most of them, you know, didn't really rightly divide it like uh the the Ben X teachers and the Grace teachers that I listen to now. And that's I really the only let me put it this way. The term red pilled. The term red pilled. I use that a lot because the lights came on when I heard this young man, Robert Breaker, and I was wondering what that dispensations mean. And he broke it down very well. And because I, I, I was, I, I, I heard Les Feldick before even him, and Les Feldick caught my eye because I was in a Kenneth Hagen and, you know, and different teachers, stuff like that. Charles Stanley, which is a good teacher, Adrian Rogers. You know, I was, I listened to many ministers and teachers and everything. I, I got out of the hooping and hollering and uh, all that a long time ago. You know, you know what I mean by hooping and hollering and, you know, claiming and naming and claiming and all that stuff and the prosperity teacher. I got out of it a long time ago. But the teachers I started listening to, I learned a lot from them, but I never really got grounded uh, Bible teaching like I did when I started listening to Les Feldick quite a few years ago. Then I listened to Robert Breaker. And Robert Breaker, he used a chart and everything. He was pretty good at breaking it down and everything like that about dispensations and whatever like that. And I learned a lot from Robert Breaker. Then I started 
you know, spreading out because it started making just plain no logical sense, man. And a lot of things that I understood that I was searching for, I felt relieved. I felt a bigger relief because I was putting myself and, you know, thinking everything is everything. I knew everything wasn't in the Bible was for me. I already knew that because a lot of that stuff wasn't working. It just was not working. And you have to be honest with yourself. That's, you have to be honest. And it takes a lot to be honest with yourself. And I got tired of just acting like everything was okay when I just said, man, something is not right. You know, but all the time, don't be honest with you, all the time I knew it wasn't God. I knew it wasn't God. It had to be the teaching. I had to be the teaching because I was confused. And I got tired of being confused, man. I got tired of being confused because I had a genuine hunger to know God's word, man. If I'm teaching God's word, I want to be generally correct. I ain't got to be perfect. God is not expecting that. But when he knows when you have a desire, when you have a sincere desire, to know his word so you can reach the others. And I've been saved for a while, over 30 years. And I meant, I'm, I've been in ministry. I'm not new to this. This is not a new dance for me. I'm, I'm, I preached in pulpits. You know? I don't know that I had group, I started group sessions, my own group sessions. I went to group sessions. But I'm just talking about the ones I, I started. And had people under me and I was teaching them. I, I, I've been through that dance before, so I'm not new to the, I'm not new to this thing. I was just, I was just not teaching the correct doctrine, even though it sound good. But I done it out of ignorance. I done it out of ignorance. See, and I thank God that the Spirit of God led me, not with an audible voice. And I ain't gonna get out there and let people talk about God told me this and God. No, it's the Spirit of God that led me. I feel felt because I was searching. I wasn't at a standstill. Now God is not going to force the Holy Spirit on you. The Holy Spirit is not going to force you to do nothing. He's not going to talk to your ear in no audible voice. You know, but you know the Spirit will give you an auction when you search it and he will lead you to what you are looking for, to truth. He's we all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin from makeup remover wipes to hydro boost water gel facial moisturizer. BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd. Only at BJ's. He will lead you into all truth when you are seeking and searching for truth. But that you have to get out of that uh, denominational, traditional, God bless them all, dogma. You have to. 
If not, you're going to almost always be stuck in the denominational traditional mindset. That's why I use those terms a lot, because I was caught up in that. Well, anyway, to digress, the heart of this podcast is souls being saved. That's the heart of this podcast, of souls being saved. See, you sh- I think a lot of believers need to have some type of format without getting out the principles in a biblical perspective of teaching, without compromising. Number one, without compromising to get people saved. You can talk about secular things and world events without compromising the word of God. That's what I try to do on this show. Some people might think I'm strict on this show. I'm strict on who I have on here. I'm strict about the language. Yes, I'm not going to act like I'm not. I don't let anybody. If you can't control your... Now, I'm not judging. You can be a believer. I'm not putting you down. It might just be a weakness that you need to work on. We all have those type of things. But if you can't control your language or anything like that, and you can be a Christian, I'd rather you not be on my show not not putting you down but if you can't control your conversation without cussing and using vile language no I'd rather y'all not have I don't have time to be editing and editing and bleaking out or nothing like that what you do at your time or somewhere else that's that's a whole new different thing but on this show profanity and any kind of thing like that it's not you not you might not even mean it but if you cannot control it and if you're honest with me you know, cool. But if you can, yes, I would love to have you on here. Because some people can't control. Some people cuss. Christians still cuss. You know, you get mad, you want to cuss. I get mad, I want to cuss. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a perpetual cusser. Just got, just cuss. They haven't learned how to control it yet. You know, that's something they need to work on. You don't need to be on a live Christian show then. Period, because you confuse people. See, I'm expecting the some believers and world, mainly people that's unsaved, to listen to this show, not connecting the dots. I know they do anyway, and it's probably get the majority of the world, but they're going to know it's a Bible teaching show when it could not a Bible school, but a Bible teaching show when they listen to connecting the dots. But when they listen to Body of Christ, real talk, I want them to know, you know, regardless how messed up you are, you are welcome to. Listen to this show. You are welcome. I'm not telling you to listen to the show to agree or disagree. I just want you to see what you get out of it and leave a comment. See, this is a small show. It's not a big show. I'm not looking for that. I don't want nobody following Joe. I can sell cups and mugs and shirts myself, but I'm not looking for that. Okay? I'm not looking for that. I'm not looking for that. See, I can do YouTube or whatever like that, but I don't want all that people just following me and whatever and all that arguing online and stuff like that. That's why certain groups I, I join, I listen to them, and and it's sad how some believers try to correct everything somebody else say that they disagree with on that line. If you have something bad to say about somebody, I'm talking about bad, what, you just do better don't say nothing when it comes to your brothers and sisters in Christ. 
because they don't think like you. See, we all grown. And I think that's a shame when another believer keep putting each other, putting putting themselves down because they just disagree on certain things. Now, I'm not talking about a false teacher. You, uh, you need to expose a false teacher openly. You need to. Now, I'm not talking about that. That's a big difference. It's okay to judge righteously. It's okay to search the fruit. Some people don't think you need to judge at all, but they don't know the real definition of judging. You need to expose that person because it's not about you and it's not about them. It's the people that they teach in that false junk to. If they're willing to listen, yes. But if they're not willing to listen, you expose them. You put them out there. You put them out there. You, you check them. You don't have to check them every day. But I'm just saying you check them. But my point is, this the heart of my podcast. The heart of my podcast is souls saved. Souls getting saved, okay? And that's what I wanted to just talk about at this short time. So people can know my heart. My heart is for people to be saved. I can talk about many, many types of subjects and put it in a biblical perspective for salvation because it's about people being saved no matter who you are I don't care who listen to this show whatever whatever comment you put in you know your comments you can put what you want in the comments you just won't be talking on the show about it but I don't you put your comments in the show you know now one thing I'm going to tell you this right now. If you have a comment, good or bad, but just say for bad, I don't go back and forth for nobody. So those comments, you ain't going to really hear much or nothing back from me. I'm not here to babble and go back and forth on you, even if it's a disagreement. I might say, come with some scriptures and I go with some verses, but I'm not finna go back and forth with you, okay? Especially if you're my brother and sister in Christ. I'd rather just let bygones be bygones because this is not here. I'm not here to, to get into no little silly debates. That's not me. I'm, for each his own, you got Christians that does that. That's not me. I, I'm not here to go back and forth, you know? I'm not, I don't have patience for that. So those comments, you won't hear nothing from me, especially when I know you just you just want to start something. I don't I don't mess with that. Or I just X you out. I just put you take you out. You know, that's because you just here for mess. But if you have something you just disagree with, put it out there and then we just match it up with verses, you know, and leave it at that. You know, that, that's all I'm saying. But I don't get into silly debates or back and forth bickering, man. That's for kids. I ain't got time for that. I don't have patience for that. This show is for, about people being saved. I'm not going to be going on groups on Facebook and just debating nobody or nothing like that, man. People need to be saved. They need to understand the word of God, you know. People also, and some believers need to understand, it's good to put verses and scriptures up there and, break, and let people know what's going on. But you got to remember, the majority of Christians I'm talking about, not the unsaved, the majority of believers never heard about the mystery program even though it's in their bible they never heard about rightly dividing let alone the and and if if they heard about dispensations they've been told that it's in a it's it's no good or it's a cult or it's a false teaching see 
dispensation just the name and I understand why because it's, it's, it's used too loosely and I, that's why I don't call myself a dispensationalist but my point is a lot of times we hear a, a, a believer that's in the body of Christ talking about dispensations. They talk about it in a bad way, like it's some type of cult or something that's been chopped up in the Bible, whatever like that. It's got a bad name. And that's because the ones that teaches dispensations teach it in a way that makes it look like another cult or something or another denomination. Because they tear the word, every, every other word, dispensation, dispensation. And they use it out of context also. Some grace teachers, no doubt, no doubt. That's why I don't use it as much. I like to use it in the context that Paul used it, not just to wear it out. What do you mean you're a dispensationalist? You have to explain it. Paul didn't use the word every other word. And you have some grace teachers, they have people thinking that he used the word all the time. He don't want us to dwell on this word. Jesus don't want us to just babysit that word. So that's why dispensationalists or that type of teaching, and there's many types of dispensationalists, that it get abused or gets dogged out or gets talked about so bad. You understand what I'm saying? I do not call myself a dispensationalist. I'm a believer. I'm part of the body of Christ. I use a believer more than saying a Christian because they get abused. Okay? Now, I'm going to say another thing uh, that bothers me is, uh, is, is that, and I'm not putting them down or whatever like that, but some groups need to just lighten up. You need to have rules, yes. You need to have restrictions, yes, but understand this. People are going to have a different outlook to where they see things. They're not going to see it like you all the time. They got to learn it. And sometimes you got to admit you wrong. We're not right on everything. They can be right on quite a bit of things because we know how to rightly divide. Don't mean we right on everything. Of course not. So stop the debate and stop looking down at people. That's Satan could get into the correct teaching and make you arrogant. You become, when you learn how to rightly divide, you got to catch yourself or you will become somewhat narcissistic when it comes to the word of God because you just think you know it all. Because you know the truth don't mean your dog wants to dog somebody out with it because there's going to be some error that comes with your truth. People that don't know how to rightly divide still have some truth. They can still teach us something like humility, like love, like patience that I see a lot of uh, grace teachers don't really have. I see some grace teachers look so grumpy and mean looking, man. Oh, they look boring, man. They're like they can't, they don't want to shout. They don't want to praise the Lord. Like it's, it's out of character, man. You know, just be you and teach God's word rightly divided. You don't have to be so stiff and stuck. That's why I like listening to Trey Cersei and the Feldix and Ryan Knight. And them. They, 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 they got some life in this. Some other grace teachers, man, they look like some stuck, collared up funeral director sometimes man even though they're teaching the, uh, the, the word of God correctly they look like they scared to even move or they want to put a persona out there like they don't make no mistakes no that's enough we have enough issues with that already with denominations we don't need someone that's trying to correctly rightly divide God's word acting like a stiff 
what they call it, a stiff tie, a stiff neck or whatever like that. So loosen up. It's okay to shout and say praise God. I ain't saying going into no phony tongues and nothing like that, but praise God. Well, you might do that. I don't know, but some of you guys just look dry, man. You know, I want to be life. I want, Jesus is full of life. But if you listen to some teachers, they make Jesus look like he's spaced out and he don't smile. He just stiff. He don't have no humor. You know, but I don't know. But I'm I'm, I'm getting off my uh, topic. <laughs> but the thing about it, we we have to be careful. You know. Also, it's all it's okay to have a, just a regular conversation. You don't have to critique everybody all the time. It's all right. It's all right to have a regular conversation. Just don't compromise the things of God. Laugh, joke. But don't just compromise the things of God. You know, this is my opinion. You know, I'm not getting this out of the Bible. But this is my opinion. You know, don't compromise the things and the word of God. You might be around worldly people or uh, some Christians that's weak in the faith. They're not as strong as you. Don't be so hard on them. Loosen up. Show some love. Just don't compromise. Do you not? Some people don't know how to do that. Just don't compromise. They feel if they walk around with a person that's not saved, they sinning. Now, that's different than participating in sin. That's different than participating in sinful activities. I'm not talking about that. But the world, remember, the world will be the world. You, you follow what I'm saying? The world go be the world. We can't be trying to check everybody, man. We got to walk in love. Sometimes I believe a lot of us believers forget that God want us to walk in love. It takes patience. Just don't compromise the word of God. I laugh. I'm goofy, man. I get silly, man. But I do not compromise the word of God. And I don't correct everybody all the time. Sometimes I'll be itching to do that. But I just times you just have to shut up. Because remember, the world is a world. And then you have some, some Christians, they still somewhat weak in the faith. So we have to be careful, okay? We have to be careful. You have something. Now, this is for each his own. And I don't, I don't know what they do on the side but this is what I do I choose to do this I choose to talk about worldly events I choose to talk about politics I choose to talk about what's going on and awareness and different things I choose to talk about that I'm not advising other believers to do that you have some believers they won't spend they will not talk about worldly events at least not in on their platform as much for one reason or the other that's each his own but I don't have an issue with that because I'm not compromising the word of God. We are in the world and worldly events happens around us. See, and some and some people is not going to relate to us unless they know we understand worldly events. We're not caught in a bubble of a holy religious land that we understand worldly events. See? But that's on you. I'm just talking about me. You might not like my podcast. I like I like I like old school music. Not the lustful ones. 
old school music. Some of them I might change the lyrics, but I like old school love music. I'm a, I love love ballads. I do. Am I saying it? No. But if it take over me and I, I compromise the things of the word of God for that music, then it becomes a problem. You follow what I'm saying? You got to know your limits. You have to know your limits. Some people can't play with fire or it's fire to them, let me put it that way. Not to me. But some people cannot listen to secular music. If you feel this sin, like the Bible said, don't do it. And if I feel I'm playing a secular song in front of a fellow believer and it bothers him, I will turn it off. You, you understand what I'm saying now. Sometimes we can forget those little things and we're teaching God's word, which we should be doing. Okay, but do things in love. Do things, as the King James Version says, in charity. You see, in charity. Okay. Okay, I'm going to leave you with this. It was this incident. Not an incident, but I was looking online. And you have a lot of believers that go to different events and they witness and they just ask questions. The same thing that uh, sometimes Ray Crawford or even Kirk Cameron them used to do. And uh, But they are their Lordship Salvation, they are Calvinists. I'm not with We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions. And it's because that occasional shave really hurts the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ, and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist-recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin. From makeup remover wipes to Hydro Boost Water Gel Facial Moisturizer, BJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd, only at BJ's the way they witness to people I'm not going to talk about them but I wouldn't say they're not brothers in Christ if they are my brothers that's the way they do it I let God deal with that you know but I will I will speak on what I feel wrong about the doctrine but I'm not going to put them down personally I'm not going to get into name calling you know but the thing is I was looking at this uh this uh this Christian network that I was listening looking at and the episode was about, uh, they called them progressive Christians. Now, if you don't know what progressive mean, that's like, it's almost being a liberal. See, that word progressive is mostly used in, for liberals like in politics or Democrats, progressiveness. So anytime you're progressive, you, you kind of water down a few things and when it comes to Christianity. So I guess that's what they called it. I don't know. But they call it progressive Christianity. I don't know what their full definition means, but I know what it means somewhat when it comes to politics. Mostly Democrats and mostly all, all Democrats are liberal. Some just far left more liberals than others, not all Democrats. So it's a liberal way of thinking of looking at worldly things. That's what really progressive, because conservative, 
uh, Christians are not progressive. They're more in precept of line by line of the morals of God, you know, laws and strictness, saying, you know, uh, men and women being married and different things like that, whatever. Those are conservative, conservative Christians. So I just assume, I am not might be wrong, that progressive Christians is just the op- opposite. They're more liberal in the way they look at things, if they are Christians. So the reason I say if they are Christians, because you have some liberal, some liberal thinking body of Christ Christians. You do. Ain't no sense to act like it's not. You have some liberal. Their faith might be strong when they believe in the death, burial, res- uh, resurrection of Jesus Christ sincerely. Those are the ones I'm talking about. Because most liberals are not most most liberals are not Christians. Because if that's why I'm going with this. Because when you and if you are, you. You know, you need to check your faith. Now, where I'm going with this, it was this show that I was, this Christian show that I was looking at, and they was like asking questions. This Christian uh, group was entertaining a gay pride, LBGYN, I forget what they call it, something like that, and they was participating in this gay pride movement. This ain't got nothing to do with the show, but I'm going to come to a point here. This gray, this gay pride movement, and they was wearing the shirts, you know, and you know those different type of colors that you know yellow, but whatever colors, like some off rainbow, or whatever, uh, representing uh, gays and lesbians and stuff like that. That's the big movement that's going on now, even in the church, and uh, and they was asking questions, you know, legitimate questions and everything. Where is the where in the Bible that God says this and uh. Uh, what scriptures could you show me that's showing that blah, 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 this is okay, whatever like that. Now, the challenge with that and everything uh, <clears throat> is when you ask questions like that, you know, it's good if you knew the scriptures where you can help them find it at if they wanted to follow them. Because sometimes you can say, show me a scripture, and you don't even know the scripture. You're just trying to put them on the spot. You understand what I'm saying? You don't even know the verses at. You might say it's not in there and you could be correct. You are very correct. But at least be prepared to just show them scriptures that's in context, that's showing that God is against a certain thing. The Bible does not address every sin by name. But if the Bible talks about illicit sex or evildoers, or bad conduct or gestures is broad. See, immorality, immoral, it don't have to have a name on it because it, it's broad. It's different names than immorality. It's different names than adultery. It's different groups in fornication. It's different groups in homosexuality. It's different groups in sexual sin. See, sexual sin is this. Homosexuality, adultery, fornication, perversion, all that is sexual sin. It's against the morals of God. You want you understand what I'm saying? Okay. And then there's some of them God is specific about. When he called talks about sodomites, man and man, unnatural sex. Unnatural sex is homosexuality. Unnatural sex is anything outside of a man or a woman. Unnatural sex is anything that unnatural I'm talking about. See, 
perverted. Homosexuality and all those other things fall with it. You understand what I'm saying? You need to be ready and prepared. Because some people will cherry pick you. What does it say there? What did God say about that? You can find it. But if you're going out to these things and going out to these uh, gay parades or something like that and you asking these questions, you know, now I'm not saying you're wrong, but be prepared. I'm not saying you don't do this because the same the same thing you're doing for the homosexuals out there, you have to go to some Christians that participate in these rock concerts or participate in clubs participate in all this stuff you have to say the same thing to them so what I'm saying you don't want to look like you just beating up the homosexuals or the gay and lesbian yes is it wrong what they're doing yes it's very wrong is it sin yes it is sin and I'm going to tell you something about that too and the focus is on sin but anyway let me digress when they went out there to this gay and lesbian Parade. They was asking those questions and everything. Now, I just I just talked about what they need to be prepared. The ones that's asking the questions. But what got me was so unprepared. These so-called progressive Christians was man. They they their answers were so bad and terrible. It was embarrassing. They sounded like the 1960 hippies, the Jesus Love Days. Because only come back, the only thing they can come back with is say, Jesus loves you, but it's all about the love of Jesus and Jesus' love. They didn't have no verses. They didn't have no scriptures that, that can uh, confirm or line up with them while they are participating in this gay parade. You understand? At least have some verses and prove it, which I knew they couldn't. So it had to be because it's something you want to do or some of them might be gay, you know. But the thing, my point is, it looked so bad in the name of a Christian. That's why I said earlier, Christians, that name is used so loosely. Everybody is not a Christian. They just believe in somewhat of the Christian morals, but they are not Christians. They're not saved. You have self-proclaimed Christians. You have religious Christians. Okay? So they was using the same comeback. Oh, it seems like you're angry. It's, 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 it's incredible the person think you're angry when you just asking them to show some verses or show some scriptures and you're not smiling. So they think that definition of a lot of these Christians is if you're not smiling and you're not showing your love, you, you look angry. You must not be really a Christian. That's progressive Christianity, feelings and emotions. Well, God just spit at things like that, feelings and emotions. Okay? Another issue with that is when they say talk about love. Do you know the definition of love? Love does not mean you accept everything or every sin that somebody is doing. That's, and the guy kept trying to say that. Love does not mean you allow or you participate with them. You just need to love them. You can't love nobody to heaven. That sounds like universal salvation. You can't love nobody to heaven. Even They can live any type of way they want and you just love them and love them to death. 
No, no, no. I don't know what that's that's the enemy's definition. See, that's that's wrong. You don't you can't just love nobody and ignore their lifestyle without telling them the truth. You have to tell the truth first. You know, you have to let them know. And if they don't want to listen to that, you ain't got no business participating in that parade. If you ain't trying to win no souls and tell them what's right or whatever like that. If you went that far to put on a clothing, which is bad enough, that represents the homosexual movement. Now, what I want, want to get straight now, I'm not putting down homosexuals. I know that's a strong, strong addiction, just like pornography or any other sexual sin, where some Christians and sin don't talk about that as much as homosexual, because a lot of Christians struggle with homosexual. I mean, a lot of Christians struggle with pornography. I don't know, 68%, I don't know where they got these numbers for, 68% of pastors struggle with pornography. So it looks kind of hypocritical when you out there trying to put down a homosexual, but you you in your room stuck in pornography. Even if I was doing it, that's so hypocritical. So you got to you got to make sure you in the right. <laughs> you follow what I'm saying? Because all of it is wrong. What they doing is wrong, and what you are doing is wrong. But you don't want to just a laser down on one type of action of sin you don't want to just laser down on that see now I understand because that's the big push the homosexual transgender is a big push now you don't see uh, adulterers or fornicators or you know pornography yeah they out there too but you know broadcasting and you know trying to make their rights and everything like that like you do homosexuals that's true see they they put themselves out there these transgenders and all that movement so they need to be faced and whatever like that it's not like in my book that you know uh adultery fornication and different things any type of perversion child pornography all that comes with that type of lifestyle but you don't see child molesters and everything marching for their rights you know you will be I have no doubt about that because they're leaning towards their way now but you know what I'm, I'm trying to say so uh, the gay and lesbian movement put themselves out there and it's hurting a lot of children and it's hurting a lot of marriages and stuff like that but I just don't want nobody to think I'm focusing on the homosexuals I'm going to do a teaching on does homosexuals go to heaven I'm going to do a very serious deep teaching on that okay you know so you get a perspective of that the bible way of looking at sin I'm not going to pinpoint homosexuals I'm just going to look at your heart and sin, period. You know, it's, it's not a hard answer. But anyway, you know, that's that's what was going on. My point is they was calling themselves uh, progressive Christians, progressive Christians. And they look pretty bad, not in physical look. I mean, and all of them have the same thing. They say something, then they touch you shoulder. They touch you. Oh, you need to be, you need love. You need love. They sounded just like the 60s hypocritical Jesus movers back then. Love, love. They don't know no verses. They don't know no scriptures, let alone rightly divide the word of God. They just know love. You know, remember back in the 60s, they loved smoking weed and drinking at the same time. 
because they focus on love, feelings, and emotions. And the majority of them, I'm, I'm saying this out of love, probably weren't saved, and the ones that died probably went to hell. I'm just, I'm just being real. You can't play with salvation. You can play with Christianity because you use that name loosely. But when it comes to salvation, because that makes you part of the body of Christ. You understand what I'm saying? So what, are these people really Christians? I don't know. Only God knows. But I just don't see it. Because when you participate in something like that. See, I can understand you. You know, you don't have to. See, they, they set this stuff up themselves. I don't even think they was coerced to do it. I don't want to read, I don't, I'm not in their head or anything like that, but they was out there just promoting, you know. Well, I'm not going to say they were promoting, but it's, you, you almost promoting when you just put those clothes on, so that is promoting. Yes, they was promoting that lifestyle as Christians, and that's a problem. And God is not pleased with that at all. He's not pleased with Just that like you know at all. Okay, I touched the wrong thing. I wanted it that way more than anything. Yeah, that's enough of that. And God is not pleased with that at all. Any type of immoral, sinful lifestyle God is not pleased with because it's going to hurt you and I. It's going to hurt you and I. Now, this bothers people when I say this. And I know it's going to bother you. God is not charging them against their sins, though. He's not charging them against their sins. He's not penalizing them against their sins. He's not penalizing no one for their sins. He's forgiven them for their sins, past, present, and future. A lot of you are not going to agree because you still don't get it, especially you religious people. He's not charging them. He's forgiving everyone for their sins, past, present, and future. No matter what type of illicit sins you have done, he has forgiven you. It's been taken care of by Jesus. Now, there's a difference of him forgiving you of your sins and condoning it. There's a difference of him forgiving you of your sins and condoning it. He hates sin still the same. He just doesn't charge you for it now. He doesn't condone it. Therefore, he don't want us to participate in it or do it freely because our sins have been forgiven. We're still going to suffer the consequences in the body, even up to death. The consequences of sin does not go away. He just forgave you. He did not take the consequences away. That's going to affect you either way it go. He just, he's just not charging you for it. He's not imputing sin against nobody. See? He's not imputing sin against nobody. But he does not condone that lifestyle. It's just like you in a reprobate mind. People's sins are all forgiven, but they are still walking dead because they are dead in the spirit. Their just sins are just forgiven. They're not saved. They're not going to heaven. Most of them going to hell, but their sins have been forgiven. 
people. I, I, they find it. I don't see why you find it. Why I believe it's your religious arrogance. Why you can't accept that? Now you got to be saved first for your sins. If no, you don't. Not under grace. Not under this time of grace. Jesus took care. How could you sit up there and preach that everybody's sins are forgiven and you still miss that? What is all sins forgiven means to you? All means all. All does not mean only sin. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions, and it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase, and no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday. Don't forget that your skin is your largest organ and the sun can be your skin's worst enemy. Dermatologist recommended Neutrogena products offer the ultimate protection for your skin from makeup remover wipes to hydro boost water gel facial moisturizer. VJ's has your entire lineup of Neutrogena skincare products. And now through December 3rd, save $4 on any Neutrogena product at BJ's. Love your skin back and save now through December 3rd. Only at BJ's. Saved? When God says he's not imputing, no one's trespasses against them. 2 Corinthians 5 and 19, he said the world. That's everybody, not just the saved. The world means what? The world. So he's not imputing. In other words, he's not counting no one's sins against them. That does not mean they will not sin no more. That does not mean he condones it. That does not mean he does not hate sin anymore. He hates it even, even more. He's just giving them chance to be saved. They have a chance to change their life. They can live like hell all they want to. He's still not going to charge them but they still go to hell. That might sound strange to some people. Even if you are forgiven, you can be forgiven and still go to hell. It's not salvation. It's just a way that you can get saved. Now, the doors have been opened now for you to be saved because he cleared the way now. He cleared that passage open for you to be saved now. You are forgiven. Now you need to be reconciled back to him by believing it. And it starts with his son, Jesus Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection. I know that's hard for denominational, traditional believers and thinkers to grasp because they always feel they got to do something. Something I got to do. I got to do this. I got to do oh, You got to be saved first. Like me. Before your sins be forgiven. And you still sin. Saved people still sin more than some unsaved people. The only difference is you saved or you going to heaven and they're not. Do you get it? Do you get it? It's just... Like talking to children sometimes, they just some grace teachers. Uh, I like Trey Cersei called this limited forgiveness. Yeah, it's called limited forgiveness. That means you limit the world. The world needs to be saved first. They got to be like me and you. We saved, so our sins been forgiven because we were saved. So you saying your sins are forgiven for something you done. You saying, I done this, so that's why my sin is forgiven. No, 
the only reason you're saved because your sins already been forgiven. In other, if that wasn't the case, God couldn't even look at you and me because sin is in the way. The sins had to be taken out first before we was able before we was able to be saved. Not the other way around. If that was the case, none of us would be saved. We'd be still under the law. That's why the Bible said we have the better promise. We have a better promise than Israel while they was under the covenant because they was under a conditional salvation. They had to try to stay saved. They had to do sacrifices. They had to confess their sins. We don't have to under the grace of God today. If that was the case, you, me, and I, and everybody else would have been wiped out a long time ago. United States and other nations would have been wiped out because God wouldn't have had no other choice but to pull down his wrath and destroy everybody. Because of what? Sin. If sin was the issue. But Jesus, you think he went to the cross only for saved people? No, he went for the whole world. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. And it says say for God so loved the saved. It says for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. Salvation is what you believe, what he did. Forgiveness is just something separately from salvation. You're forgiven for all your sins. It's not been caused or, you know, it's not been charged against you. Okay. Put that in your head, believer I'm talking to, because you can be kind of arrogant sometimes. It's hard for you to accept that because of your traditional teaching, you know. But sins on everybody on this earth, from the goodest person to the worst person in this world, sins are forgiven. I think you all get that mixture with salvation. That don't mean everybody's, this is not universal teaching. Universal believes that everybody is just going to heaven. That's universal teaching because every God is a good God. He wouldn't send nobody to heaven. No, God, you send yourself. You are forgiven of all your sins, but you don't go to heaven based on your forgiveness. Forgiveness is not salvation. You have to be reconciled. Now you can be reconciled to God because your sins have already been forgiven. That's why I always leave my podcast saying that. I put emphasis. you too sin conscious. Stop focusing on your sin. The more you try to stop sin, what happens? Seems like you sin more. Because you are too sin conscious. That's why I'm hard on lordship salvation and Calvinist type of teaching and holiness type of teaching. They, they have you focus on your sin too much. And then you got the feel-good churches, you know, all them out there, the prosperity churches and stuff like that. They don't look at sin at all. See, it, it's a, it's a, people are confused because there's so much a conundrum. People are very confused about church and sin and salvation. So I try to be very plain and basic when I talk to people on how to be saved. Stop focusing on your sin. I'm not I'm not advocating you to sin and live any type of way you want. Ain't no way I'm saying that. And some of you know I'm not. Because I go over it and over it and over it. A lot of you know I'm not saying that. But you just don't want to accept that you feel it's something you got to do. 
Okay? You too sin focused when you don't have to be. You can't never get right with God yourself. That's why he took care of the sins. There ain't nothing righteous. There is none righteous. No, not one. Ain't nothing you can do to please God for him to save you. None of us can. None of us can if we done it for, for, uh, by ourselves. He had to take that sin away first because he can't even look at it. Now he can look at it. Look at you because the sin has been taken care of by his son. Jesus didn't only die for the saved people and for the future saved people. He died for the world. We'll just happen to be saved and they're not. But everybody's forgiven. Okay? I wanted to talk about that today. Being a Christian, that name is used so loosely. There's a narrow gate to heaven. The way to hell is broad. That's still true today. A narrow gate to heaven. There's so much teaching about going to heaven. From the saved, from the self-saved, from the religious, from all of that. There's so many ways to heaven to a lot of people. And they need to be taught the correct way. Because all this false teaching out there, which is orchestrated by Satan starting in the so-called church buildings, not the church, the body of Christ, but the church buildings. Sometimes a lot of people in the body of Christ are just as guilty. So I'm not saying you're going to lose your salvation because you can't, but you will use some, some rewards at the Bema seat of Christ, the judgment seat of Christ, not the great white throne judgment. These are two different judgments, but the judgment seat of Christ is for believers only. The one Apostle Paul talks about, the Bema seat. That's a reward. A lot of believers will not get no reward. They would be saved now. The Bible said barely, but they would be saved. You would still have the, the, the worst salvation you can have to go to heaven is still better than any. The best thing on earth is not compared even to the person that don't get a crown in heaven. So just imagine you get a crown or get that reward. I want a reward. I don't want to just go to heaven. Even though it's going to be wonderful anyway, but it ain't nothing like it. God. God wants us to seek after that reward. Okay, but not at, not to the expense of people going to hell, telling them any type of way to be saved. That's why I ask the person when they say, "What should I tell a person? How do I witness for, to them?" I said, "How do I how do I tell them about salvation?" Do I ask them? I have to ask them. How do you get saved? Why would you ask a question, how, what do you tell a person on how to be saved? Then I got to ask you, okay, how do you get saved? The same way you got saved, you tell them. But I just, I ask them that to check them to see, are they saved? You can't water down salvation. You can't twist salvation to make somebody feel good. You tell them the, the way the Bible tells them. You tell them about 1 Corinthians 15, 1 and 4, not John 3, 16. Not John 2, not Acts 2 and 38. You tell them the way to be saved. It's what Jesus done. You tell them that if you got saved that way. Some people don't even know how they got saved. They just thought they need to love everybody. I'm sorry. You can love everybody all you want to and, and love them to hell and yourself. That sounds hard, but that's just true. Ain't got nothing to do with that. That ain't salvation. Loving somebody and, and ignoring how they living and ignoring how you live. You just talk about love like these people was doing. 
That ain't God. You, your, defi your, your, your definition of love, biblical love, is warped. I'm just saying, I'm sorry to say that it's just warped. And it's sad. And I believe these are probably the nicest people you can meet, too. They seem like they're nice people, but they could be nice and go to hell. Nice people go to hell. Not only evil, mean people, nice people go to hell. Oh, wow. I'll be serious about this. I'll just be serious about that, you, about this, you know. If things is based on the way I act, man, I'll be under the hell. See? It's about what I believe. I believe Jesus took care of my sins, man. Even if you don't believe that your sins are forgiven, that that don't change you, your sins still not being your sins being forgiven. Even if you don't believe it, that's just a done deal. You just have to accept it or don't accept it. It's, your sin still is forgiven. It's a done deal. So you can take and believe it and go to heaven or you can choose to just be forgiven and go to hell point blank being forgiven of your sins is not salvation it's not a free ticket to go to heaven it's just the doors are open now for you to be reconciled back to God that's why I say you can go to hell even with all your sins forgiven past present and future and still go to hell I ain't got to say it no more that's plain as I can put it you go from there. That's listening. You know the way I talked about it so many times, how to be saved. It's on you. That's why I say the same thing in repetitions over and over and over when I talk about the chance of being saved. I have to throw that out there because I don't know how many new listeners I have. I don't know. In the United States or around the world, I just don't know. But I digress. That's the heart of this podcast. Both podcasts, but the uh, only difference connecting the dots is when after you get saved, do you go to connecting the dots to grow, to grow into the knowledge of the truth? Salvation first, and then coming to the knowledge of the truth, according to First Timothy two and four. That's the order of grace, not the kingdom program, not Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I'm talking about under grace. See. And, and until you understand the two programs, until you understand God works in two programs, until you understand the difference between prophecy and mystery, and if you just got saved, you will not understand that unless you go to Connected and Dots, my other podcast, and you grow in that, and I will give you some other outlet, outlets. If you don't understand rightly divided and you don't find the rightly divided church, you're going to be what? A carnal Christian. A carnal, worldly Christian. Just like these people was out there. They didn't know no verses or no scriptures. They just love, love. You got to love. Oh, love. I'm just, I'm serious about this. Love, love. Oh, we just walk We got to love everybody. We got to love. We ain't got to love and tolerating what they're doing. It's two different things. That's not love. In other words, you don't love them if you just putting up what they, you just participating in it. How did you say you love them? And you knowing it's going against the things of God. Because I can tell by your answers. You know, you couldn't even get it out. Because you know you're wrong. But you even caught, in, caught up in that political thing, that liberal type of thinking. Because most, I'm not going to say most, but the liberal 
type of thinking is emotions and feelings. So they lie a lot. They deny their real feelings. Liberals are trained to deny their own feelings. You can't hide from true things. You could deny it. You can't hide from it. But you can deny it. So most liberals deny what they really feel because it's almost like you join a group and you just deny yourself no matter what nobody else say. You go against your own feelings and your own being or your own family or your own husband and wife for your belief. And you wind up more miserable. You have fake smiles, fake looks and everything because you deny your God given of own feelings and common sense and discernment. You gave it up. You sold it out for ideology. Is it worth it? I doubt it. Joseph Brownlee. This was real talk for today. Stop playing with God. Christians. Or are you? Are you really a Christian? Are you? are you God bless you all love you all salvation is today salvation is today believing of what Jesus done for you just go if you got a bible 1 Corinthians 15 1 to 4 before you go to 1 Corinthians no go there first no let me reverse that go there first and then go to 2 Corinthians 5 and 19 matter of fact go to all the way to 5 and 18 and just read those scriptures seriously that'll talk about your for, you've been forgiven now you can be saved by believing what Jesus done 1 Corinthians 15 1 to 4 if you need more help or you need some understanding or you just got saved please leave a comment I'd like to just celebrate with you and everything try to help you to grow stronger okay don't worry about doing it overnight it, 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 it doesn't work like that when the minute you get saved you'll be infilled and sealed by the Holy Spirit of promise that can help you and guide you through don't be worried about feeling no stars or talking crazy language. Nah, I ain't gonna say crazy. Yeah, crazy languages today, which people today call their tongues because they don't understand that uh, what was really going on. But I'm not gonna teach that now. So, in other words, don't be worried about no, like Charles Stanley used to say, stars hitting you and all that and everything like that, and you walking on the clouds. Nine times out of ten, you might not feel nothing. You might feel some love and want to cry. Go ahead and do that because salvation is the most important decision you can make in your life. Okay? God bless you all. I'll talk to you later. The body of Christ, real talk. This is real talk for today. The heart of my show is for souls to be saved. It will always be there until the day I'm gone. Either before or when the rapture takes place. God bless you all. Peace out. Bye-bye. We all know a guy who only occasionally shaves for big occasions. And it's because that occasional shave really hurts. It's the time of year for big occasions, and yet there he is, suffering with that cheap drugstore razor. Let's help him out. Henson Shaving's line of razors, built with aerospace precision, deliver a smooth shave your dad, brother, and even son can enjoy, eventually. With replacement blades just 10 cents each, you'll buy it once, and they'll use it for life. How's that for the perfect gift? Celebrate with 100 free blades on your first purchase. And no subscription headaches. HensonShaving.com slash holiday.